Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. Let's wrap up looking around the NFC East. A lot of moves. Uh, Philly uh, re-signs Bradbury. They get uh, Rashad Penny. Uh, They lose, obviously, TJ Edwards. They lose Javon Hargrave. Dallas makes the monster move yesterday for Stefan Gilmore. Their defense looks like it's going to be gross. The Giants trade for Darren Waller. Uh, so they've had an active uh, free agency period here as well. Uh, if, if you're watching the video, you see the commanders plus 1,000 to win the division. So uh, <laughs> certainly not favored. Uh, how, how do you think this division stacks up right now? And what, what are some of your favorite moves that have been made, uh, whether it's commanders or otherwise? Oh man! I, so two moves that really stick out to me. I love that Philly re-signed Bradbury. I think that was essential yeah. for that defense, um, and also the Darren Waller thing. Like I am a huge fan of Darren, Darren Waller. Like I love watching him on film. I wish he could stay healthier, more consistently. But he is explosive. He's twitched up. He's big. He's basically like the closest physical comparison because I got to meet him at tight end. You. He's like Julio Jones playing tight end. Like he's that big and twitchy and explosive. So. I love that fit, especially if you're the Giants trying to build around Daniel Jones. Like, that's an awesome piece because it gives, and especially if you're looking for mismatches, like that's what Dayball does. You can line him up at true X receiver. You can line him up at Z. You can F. You can block in line pretty good. Like, he pass pro a couple of years ago, like probably the best in the NFL. So I like that a lot. Um, and then I, the Gilmore thing, kind of on the fence about, but those are my two probably favorite. How about you? You got two you like? Yeah, I mean, the the Bradbury thing is huge for Philly. Um, I don't know whether they'll be able to retain he and Slay. They had kind of signaled oh, this was coming right. because they had said, hey, Slay, you can go pursue a trade. So I don't know what but they that did that last year, too. Them. That's kind of their that's kind of their tactic, right? Is like when a guy's asked uh, Fletcher Cox did that last year. So he was asking for too much money. They said, seek a trade. And then basically, you know, it, it allows your agent to kind of look around. And basically the agent mm-hmm. comes back and is like, this is the market for you. Do you want to leave to go somewhere else for the same amount of money? And usually the answer is no. So I think that's, I think they're trying to leverage this to keep slay, but I think I, right. you know, that's kind of their, their, their style. And, and if, if they can keep slay, like they're going to be still really, really good. Uh, obviously one of the best moves of free agency is, is a low money one. Brandon Graham's just like, I want to be in Philly. I like yeah. it here. Um, this is where my family is. I'm not moving. I don't care that I could go get paid. So they, they keep some of their depth, but losing Hargrave is big. Losing Edwards is big. Um, they're just not going to be as good defensively, but if they can keep slay, I think they're still 
very good enough to be the favorites in, in the division. And they also I, they also have a top ten pick, and they have another first round pick. Right. Like they have a and lot they have of dudes who didn't even play last year. Right. Absolutely, Nicobe Dean. So, yeah. yeah, like it's it's pretty crazy uh, what Philly's been able to do, uh, mixing and matching free agency and the draft. Um, the Waller move is one I get for both sides. The Raiders get to move off a ton of money. Um, and the other thing is Waller hasn't been healthy in a while. Yeah, um, he years. had two monster years. And I just, I don't know what's, you know, how random that is versus like, nah, his body's just not going to hold up uh, because this is a guy's a former wide receiver. He's bulked up to tight end. You know, is he just carrying too much weight for his body as he gets over 30? I mean, he's going to be 31 in September. Mm. So is it a kind of thing where he's just not going to be able to maintain that level? If he can, that move is sick for the for the Giants. Like they're that is a A plus weapon for a guy who likes to throw the tight end in Jones. Um, uh, another move piece where like he and Saquon and, and all these different guys can move around. Like I really really like the the upside of that move. I get it for the Giants. If it doesn't wind up working out, it doesn't wind up working out. But I mean, the fact that they turned Kadarius Tony into that pick and then turn that pick into Darren Waller is a pretty nice upgrade. Um, even though I know that, uh, Tony obviously is playing well in Kansas city, but it just wasn't the right thing, uh, or right fit in New York, the Gilmore move, man, if he's good yeah, and he's opposite of Diggs and that pass rush, Dallas's defense is going to be gross. It just is. <clears throat> I guess the question is, is like, where is he at in his career? You know, like where, you know what I'm saying? Like how good is Gilmore going to be would be my question. And I think he's a good player. And I do think that's like the right move, getting some good coverage players and like you said, pairing it with that pass rush. But I, part of me is like, is he on the decline? Because he was the best corner in football like two, three years ago. And has and sometimes there? those guys drop off fast. Like yeah. Namdi Asamoah back in the day was yeah. like the best corner anyone had ever seen. And then two years later was not even playable. Right. So sometimes for corners, it does go fast. But I think Indianapolis is willing to move off of him because they're just in a different stage of where like sure. they, they were ready to compete and go for it. And now they're like, ah, crap we got to rebuild yeah so i i tend to think that he probably still has something left in the tank um he's not super old i can look up real quick but he's i mean i'll be surprised if he's any older than 30 if he's even that old i think he's 31 is that sound right he is oh he is he's 32 okay. what do you know yeah okay so maybe he is getting up there there you go uh they also cowboys resign late vander ash um Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So I, I still think this division is going to be very similar to what it was last year. If folks stay healthy, um, you know, you're always one key injury from one team completely falling off, but I think these are four good teams and, you know, coming into December next year, when they all start playing each other, like, I think the division's going to be on the line. I think multiple playoff spots are going to be on the line. Like I think it's a genuinely good division and a pretty bad conference. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's, everyone's trying to build their roster to beat Philadelphia you know like look at you're bringing mm -hmm. cornerbacks in to deal with those two receivers and I guess my question is what has Washington done and have they done enough to kind of keep pace you know so um, I, I think the moves that they've made in free agency are good moves um, but are they uh, are they enough 
to kind of keep you going. And free agency is not done. And like, they've done a really good job of projecting growth from certain players and in, in the offseason, like Jamin last year and um, DeForest Buckner. Yeah, all, you know, all those guys, like they've done a really nice job of that. So they know where the roster's at. But it seems like, you know, everyone's kind of bringing out the big guns and they're really making a push to beat Philly. Is Washington kind of in that same boat or, or what's going on? So that would be something to keep an eye on as the free agency continues and then with the draft and the moves they make there. Right. This is the hard part about prognosticating this time of year is like our eyes are attracted to shiny objects. Yeah. And you know, is it, is the big sexy name actually any better than just creating space for a guy to play? Right. Like, you know, the, Oh, the Eagles lose TJ Edwards. What if they're upgrading by letting Nicobe Dean play? Right. Like those are the kinds of things you just don't know. Like is, is paying pain, and giving him like, hey man, now you got to go, you got to go prove it, and like the continuity of Allen and Payne together, and getting Chase back, like, is that enough to elevate the Commanders to a different level? And Jamin in year three like turns into a monster. So like, right. there sometimes continuity and growth is actually the best strategy. And you look back and you're like, well, the free agent guy didn't didn't really work out, mm. and uh, the the young guy coming into his own, that was actually the right play. So it's it feels like Washington has not done quite enough. And the corner is the big one. You, know, you mentioned, you know, Dallas obviously now has two corners. Philly's got two corners. Uh, the Giants have a couple of guys, you know, Dory Jackson, uh, obviously a big one. Uh, and they're, they're trying to continue to develop, but they probably need to add one more because it's not just, you know, for the other three teams, not Washington. It's not just the two guys in Philly. It's the three guys here right. um, that they have to stop as well. But can they, can Washington get what they need on the outside? Uh, to secure it up and also, you know, Cam Curl, you know, retaining him and, and getting taken care of him. You know, there, there's a lot of continuity at play here for Washington. And defensively, that's not a bad thing. No, no. And I think, like you said, like, you know, free agency in recent years has become very popular because of like the Los Angeles Rams and what they did in terms of trading and making big moves and how that elevated their team. But prior to that, free agency was kind of a crapshoot. You know, you bring guys in on big money. They never perform the way you thought they were going to perform. So I, I'm, I'm okay with this. It just, you know, it's a little bit quieter. We kind of expect them to be that way. Not a bunch of big flashy moves, but guys that kind of are scheme fits. They know the system. All good things. But, you know, I, I do think corner, offensive line, all those things still, I think, could have some finishing touches. And can they get that done in the draft? I would think so. And then all of a sudden, if those guys, if those draft picks pan out, you're in a pretty good spot to, to be pretty dangerous. So, um, one news item that's going right now, uh, Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram saying, uh, the Cowboys are set to part ways with Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. So, um, that's been something that's kind of looming. They obviously franchise tagged Tony Pollard. Um, the thought Zeke is, is, wanted to stay a cowboy um there's been kind of the reporting around that that he was willing to take less money and restructure and, and all that uh but it looks like they may just part ways with zeke so it'll be interesting to see what dallas does there kind of a, a run-based scheme at least they have been the last couple of years uh what do they do now down in dallas so keep an eye on that have more reaction obviously as things happen on the radio and then we will also over the next couple of days probably pop back on here to do any kind of reaction to any significant move that happens for the commanders uh in the meantime make sure you're following along on social media as well logan's doing breakdowns for command center on youtube and some of those clips on his instagram at logan underscore paulson 82 you can follow me for some takes gotta love love some tweet takes at craig hoffman uh and then i'll see y'all on the radio wednesday and then we'll be back on the radio on monday uh fresh pods coming as well so make sure you're subscribed that's it that's all that's the housekeeping that's the rambling see ya